As soon as he was born, he showed her his resplendent divine form. She requested him to become an infant once again, so that she could cuddle and hug him. But the child transformed himself into a strange specimen. It had a bulging head, small eyes, ears like winnows, and nose like the trunk of an elephant. It was pot-bellied and had four arms, short legs, and a red complexion. Parvati felt very sad to see this form and was wondering how she could show the infant to the people who had come to see him. While she was wondering, Shiva came and consoled her. Don't you remember the promise made by Mayuresha that he would be born to you in an elephant-headed form in order to kill the demon Sindur? The child turned to Parvati and said, What my father said is true. My name is Gajanana and I have come to kill Sindur as I promised you. But now you have to transport me to the labor room of Queen Pushpika in the city of Mahishmati. She has just given birth, but a demoness has stolen the baby. Before the queen regains consciousness, place me by her side, for I have promised her that I would be born as her son. Lord Shiva summoned Nandi and told him to take the child and place him beside the unconscious queen. When the queen woke up and saw the strange, misshapen figure of her son, she was aghast. As were all the people who came to see the child, the astrologer predicted that the child would cause the destruction of their dynasty. So the people took the baby to a deep forest and abandoned it there. The sage Parashara had his ashrama in that forest. He saw the baby and recognized signs of divinity in him and took it home to his wife. They brought up the child with great love. Seeing this, Shiva and Parvati were happy and returned to Kailasa. Karishi now imparted all his knowledge to his son. Then he was nine years old. A monstrous mouse appeared in the forest and started to destroy everything. Even the bigger animals were frightened of him since he was so huge. The sage did not know what to do. But as soon as the mouse saw Gajanana, it dived into a burrow. Gajanana threw a noose into the hole and captured the mouse and dragged it out. He then mounted it and made it his vehicle. The mouse now narrated his tale. I was once a Gandharva, a celestial singer. Once when I was coming out of Indra's audience hall, I stepped on the sage Vamana, who has a very short stature. He cursed me to be born as a mouse. When I appealed to him to mitigate the curse, he told me not to worry, and that I would meet Lord Gajanana in sage Parashara's ashrama and would become his vehicle and thus be worshipped by everyone. Gajanana now took leave of his foster parents and set out to fulfill his mission. He armed himself with a gold used by elephant trainers to subdue their elephants, a noose, an axe and a lotus flower in his four hands. Riding on his mouse, he went to Sinduru's citadel and challenged him to a fight. In the fight that followed, Gajanana strangled the demon with his powerful hands. The gods and sages sang his praises. The king and queen of Mahishmati, who had abandoned him due to his ugliness, now repented and fell at his feet and asked him to pardon them. Gajanana gave them a discourse which is known as the Ganesha Gita and contains the essence of the Sankhya Yoga. After thus instructing them, he returned to his celestial abode. The epoch in which we are now living is known as the Kali Yoga. In this age, Lord Ganesha is supposed to incarnate himself as Dhumraketu, the comet riding on a horse. This is very similar to the incarnation of Lord Vishnu as Kalki, who is also mounted on a horse. He is supposed to come in this very age. 
The age of Kali is a decadent one in which terror and violence are the order of the day. As we are seeing now, the Lord has to come and rescue the earth from total annihilation. These yugas or epochs are not merely cosmic events, but also denote the upheavals that take place on the individual level. The three gunas called Sattva, Rajas and Tamas are always present in creation. These are the basic strands or qualities of nature by whose combinations and permutations numerous differences are created, both in the universe and in individuals. Rajas is the quality of kinesis or action. Tamas is its opposite of inertia or laziness. And sattva is the quality of balance and equilibrium. In the Krita Yuga, sattva is in predominance and the minds of people are calm and peaceful and inclined towards spiritual activities. In Treta Yuga, sattva is mixed with some rajas, so people become more active. But since there is a strong vein of sattva in them, their activities are based on dharma and righteousness. Hence we find the incarnation of Sri Rama in Treta Yuga, who is the very soul of dharma, even though he was very active. When sattva is mixed with both rajas and tamas, we find that actions are less dharmic and there's pride, hypocrisy and greed. This is what happens in the age of Dwapara. In this age of Kali, there's very little of sattva and more of rajas and tamas. Hence we find indolence, fear, delusion, cunning and cruelty. Noble people are rare in this age, whereas cruel, greedy and selfish people are found in plenty both on the national and international level as well as on the individual level, we pass through these epochs. Of course, human nature being an admixture of all these three gunas, a certain amount of ups and downs is common in the life of all epochs. But when they reach devastating heights and degrading depths, the Supreme Lord himself is forced to take a hand and manifest himself to restore the balance. This takes place in every age. Sindur is a typical example of an asura. Asuras are prepared to do hard work and persevere without respite in the field of worldly achievements. Since he was an asura, Sindur was filled with equal portions of rajas and tamas. The normal pattern that we find in life is that material glory fosters arrogance, which in turn brings up about its own downfall. The various asuras that form the army of these demon, demons represent the demonic forces created in our mind by rajasic and tamasic tendencies. The stories of Lord's incarnations are meant to be studied so that we can relate to their esoteric secrets and try to change our own natures according to the examples given. Chitra Ratnavitrangam Chitramalar Bhushitam Chitra Rubadaram Devam Mandeham Gananayakam I bow to Lord Ganesha who is adorned with many splendid jewels, who wears garlands with multicolored flowers, and who takes on multifarious forms. Om Gam Ganapate Namaha